0: BLOB TALK RADIO Finally!
1: Finally! Comparatively speaking to the macho man Randy Savage You are nothing but garbage, yeah Your neck again going through those ropes. Uh Austin 316 says, I just whipped your ass. From the Stinger himself. It is indeed showtime. I am your host, Chris Rucker. This is Boot to the Face, episode number eight. We're eight episodes in already. That's crazy to me. Anyway, I'm your host, Chris Rucker. I'll be joined by my esteemed co host, Mr. Vasquez, who you can find at A Bearded Master on Twitter, Instagram, and whatever else. You can find me at Chris Rucker Show. On Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, and you can find our store to go buy a t-shirt at com forward slash boot to the face. That is boot with the number two, the face. So how you doing? It's a podcast, so you can't answer me, but I can still find out how my people are doing and tell y'all that we really appreciate all the listeners and all the feedback and everything we've been getting, because it's been uh, quite a transition over to blog talk radio. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. So today we're going to get into Monday Night Raw pretty much shit in the bed two weeks in a row. Uh, and how much better SmackDown is. Then we'll get into the AEW rumors, a rumor? final battle predictions. <laughs> And then taking some listener questions as well. And I can hear my tag team partner, Marty Vasquez, has joined us. How's it going, Marty?
2: It's going pretty well. How about yourself, brother?
1: I'm doing good. Um just sitting here giving the rundown of the show. How's uh I'm not breaking up a lot, am I? Or can I can you hear me pretty well?
2: No, you're uh, you're coming through pretty clearly about myself
1: actually you know what yours sounds better on the cell phone on the cell phone yeah i don't know if you if you want to switch over you can if not we can do it this way i don't know how it'll sound once it's uh once it's printed and edited and blah 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 not edited but you know
2: i can do whatever if it sounds like it's coming through clear on to the cell phone i can call
1: through yeah let's call through that'll work uh that All way, right. if mine does kind of fuck up a little bit, at least yours will sound good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Uh, that's cool. I'll, uh, I'll check out and call back in right now.
1: All right. That'll work. Cool. Ladies and gentlemen, this is live radio. This ain't a recorded podcast where somebody edits and puts the shit back together. No, this is live. On the fly. And that's how we roll. Uh, The Common Man's Podcast is what we call it, or at least what I call it, because, like I said, we don't edit it, we don't put any graphics up, we just start talking, we hit the record button, and we go. So when shit like that happens, shit like that actually happens. But anyway, how'd you like the show open? I found some beat online, edited in a couple of my favorite wrestlers in there, and just went for it, and I like it, I'm feeling it. So, uh... We will see how that works out from here on out. Marty, you back?
2: Yes, sir, I am.
1: Sounds I fantastic.
2: Sound any more clear or does it sound the same?
1: You sound better, at least on my end. I don't know what it's going to, like I said, I don't know what it'll sound like coming through. But yeah, so I, I gave a rundown of uh, what we're going to be talking about today, but how's your week been?
2: Uh, we've been alright, dude. I've been kinda of sick since since Saturday, but other than that, nothing real complaining. My Friday is today, so I am off the next two days. Um excited about that. <clears throat> Got the last week and a half of of semester and classes and then my, <clears throat> my parents are actually moving to Texas on Saturday, so I'm gonna go see them on Friday and uh help them finish getting the last packing done and say bye to them and it's gonna be a busy two days off, I know that for sure. What part of Texas? How about yourself? Uh, They're going to be moving to College Station. So, right there
1: where, where A&M's oh, wow. at. They're going to be moving there. Yeah. 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 Party town. Yes,
2: sir. So, uh, I'm going to be having to go visit them, I guess.
1: Shit, I'm going too. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that works.
1: Yeah. Oh, I've been, you guys I've been have big... gone
2: out there like... A week and a half early so that I could have went out this last week and saw you guys and then could have been out there for wrestling in Houston. But then I saw wrestling in Houston and I'm like, yeah, probably glad you guys didn't move out there yet.
1: You would have got a damn good ticket last minute. I could tell you that. It probably been a <laughs> Oh, okay. <too>. <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll get to that eventually. <laughs> um, yeah, like I was, I was about to say, this week has been, this is the start of our, ho- I mean, everybody's holiday season, but in the alcohol industry. Like, we do crazy numbers this time of year. Like, I had to be up at 3 this morning to go to a 5 o'clock meeting, and then I worked 12 hours after that. Got home about 7 just in time to have dinner with the wife and kids and put the kids to bed and get ready for this. So that's going to be how my next four weeks are pretty much, but we'll still have time for some wrestling.
2: Sounds like a plan. I can only imagine how much alcohol is purchased over the next four weeks—not uh, just Christmas, but the last week of those four weeks. I can only imagine.
1: Yep, yep. It's. <laughs> oh, I know how much alcohol
2: I buy that last week, so and that's just one person, right?
1: Right. We um, I don't know. I don't even know if we've decided what we're doing for New Year's or whatever. But anyway, that's that's for another show, another time. We're here to talk wrestling. And the first thing we will talk about is: Are they trying to make us stop watching Raw, Marty?
2: Uh, I think they're begging for us to stop watching Raw, so we all go to SmackDown. They're really trying to make this billion-dollar deal happen and make it worth it.
1: The crazy thing, though, is USA paid a good amount of money too. Like they had their own new contract, so they
2: I think they, they did, paid just as did much. Their, as their contract, didn't they?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think they paid just I don't as know. much I don't, as not
2: I don't know if it was a billion dollars, but I do know they paid a crap ton of money, and I'm pretty sure they just redid it because that whole Nia challenging Ronda, that was part of that whole uh, contract renegotiation, whatever it might have been with Universal. So, I, you know, I, I know they just signed a new contract, uh, but I, <laughs> what they're doing with Raw, I, I don't know, dude. It's... It's getting. It's starting to get bad.
1: You know the crazy part is, um, Josh over at Irish Whip, he had you know tagged us all on a tweet with the pictures of uh, the attendance there, and I was like, you know, it, it ain't that big of a deal. I said the hard camera is always kind of hit or miss with the people there, and then I saw another picture, and another picture, and I at first I was like, yeah, but the show probably hadn't started yet, and then I noticed that it was the second segment with, you know, all the women in the ring. And, man, that place was, like, only a third of the way full. That's not good. That's not good <laughs> yeah, at all. Yeah,
2: I was – I'm kind of wondering if, if the weather had anything to do with it because I do know that they got some rain this week there. And I know when they get rain in Houston, it's kind of ridiculous the way you don't go outside. Um because I know we got a few inches here, and they I know I had friends out there that they were saying they got rain. I don't know if it was Monday or not. Uh, I just know if this was this week, and uh, it looked like it was pretty bad, but I could be wrong. But I don't know, dude. I, I don't know if the weather had anything to do with it or if the fact it was Houston, which is odd, because I, I could have sworn that Houston's usually been a pretty decent market uh, for them to show up on. I mean, SmackDown didn't seem like it was a vacant arena, so
1: I don't no, see why was Raw just would. just in Austin. That's only, you know, a few- up the road. But I mean, Houston's yeah. been good to them historically. I mean, look at WrestleMania 17. Like they had the whole WrestleMania weekend in Houston before. Right. And they've had uh didn't they have Royal Rumble? No, that was San Antonio, I believe. Uh, yeah, yeah that was now.
0: last year.
1: Was that the one where uh, they were in the no, Alamo Dome or it? whatever? Survi- that, was, that might have been two years ago. Survivor
2: Series was San Antonio.
1: Yeah, but they recently they had a, a Royal Rumble in a dome because I remember it took the Undertaker, like, like people were running by the Undertaker to go for their entrance after he entered in it because he walked down the aisle so damn slow. Like, they had a, I think they actually showed a behind-the-scenes uh, picture where the Undertaker was on, like, a, I ain't going to say a Segway, but it was something like that that rode him down to the ring so he'd go faster. <laughs> I don't um, know if you know anyway. this,
2: but I'm pretty sure during the Undertaker's entrance on some of those arenas, a child can be conceived, uh, can be carried, born, raised, and then die at a hmm. human age, obviously. I'm talking about a child. Uh, and, and the Undertaker still wouldn't have made it to the, to the ropes. So I, I yeah, believe it. people crossing him, I, I can imagine.
1: If we're talking shit about the Undertaker, I'm here for it because I am not an Undertaker fan. So if you like the Undertaker, you ain't gonna like this shit. So, <laughs> well,
2: I am an Undertaker fan, so uh, <laughs> let's let's uh let's get on with the show.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't need you leaving me by myself to this thing. So so Raw sucked. Um, it's, it's, I Can't it's, disagree with you there. Let, I'm, all right, let me ask you this they put all their eggs in the Roman Reigns basket over the past couple years. And then they started mm-hmm. kind of building up Braun, trying to get Braun there. And then they've been had, they've had the title on Lesnar for almost two years. Lesnar doesn't show up. Braun's hurt. Roman's got cancer. Have they just gone into panic mode and not being able to, to call an audible? I mean, your top three, you know, if you were a football team, your top three quarterbacks just got hurt. So, like, you're down to Mark Sanchez now, you know what I mean? Like You got some yeah. trick plays, and them bitches ain't working. So, you think that's got a lot to do with it, or is it just the time of year where no. you're trying to say fuck?
2: I don't think it does, because to be honest, I think that – I think before he left, I think that they kind of already knew he was going to be leaving, because for a few weeks before that, he was, you know, he was out sick and this and that, and there, there was like he started missing some shows. So I think they were aware, and I think they started planning for that. I think it's coming down to well, the whole Braun Strowman. Here's the thing, the Strowman thing. Uh, I don't know, dude. I, I, think that they are just they, just, the creative just isn't putting it together. I think that they have the roster they can utilize of what they can do. Maybe they're in a panic mode a little bit for not knowing which direction they want to finish because they don't know what the outcome and overall uh, longevity is of, of these, these performers at this time because they've been getting hurt. so They don't want to put their eggs in the basket and, and then it come crashing down and then they have to figure it out again. But I think creatives isn't doing anything right now. They're just trying to throw everything together and try to make a show and try to make it entertaining, but it's just a clusterfuck, dude.
1: So then, I'll ask you this. Are there... Is SmackDown and Raw two different companies? Because Monday night, I sat here on my couch and I watched all three hours of Raw from start to finish. I tried to live tweet and all that shit. And I could not have been more tuned out than what I was. And then 24 hours later, I watched SmackDown. And I started it late um, because I got home late. And I was already caught up by the time the second hour started. And every segment had my interest. Every segment. So how can you have such a, a different dichotomy of creative when they're all under the same fucking umbrella? Like, somebody explain that to me.
2: Well, from, you know, things I've seen as far as like who's writing, that there's certain writers and certain people writing storylines for people. Um, I do honestly believe that there are different writers per show. Um, so I do think that's why one reason why we're getting two totally different products and why Raw is kind of, they're trying to get more shock value and entertainment value out of, out of raw and more perform, wrestling out of SmackDown. Yet when they put the entertainment part in the SmackDown, it's a home run. Yet when they put the entertainment, you know, let's look at this. So we had a women's promo promo to start the show off on raw, which awesome. I, I know I texted you at this awful. and I thought it was Awful. And then Awful. the second one, which falls
1: down was,
2: was just as bad. I don't bad. mean to keep
1: cutting you off, but that pisses me no, off. No,
2: you're good, dude. And then you compare that to the women's promo that they had on SmackDown. And it was light years ahead.
1: And, and, There's just and a little let's march about it. I, w- I want to talk about that SmackDown women's promo. I didn't like it at all.
2: Okay. Well, I'm talking about it compared to Raw.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I it was better. I'm just – remind yeah, me yeah. later to come and back it, to that about <clears throat> why I
2: didn't like it. Because, yeah, because cause my comments on it is, yeah, because at the same time, even though it's like his head, that's saying something, the fact that Asuka was in that promo and it was that far ahead of a Raw did. Um, I mean, Miz TV, that promo, I mean, just even though I can't stand this whole – Tree hugger Daniel Bryan is irritating the hell. It's because you're fickle. <laughs> why, uh, but you're that without promo, that that segment was still more entertaining than the Baron Corbin Drew McIntyre segment on Raw.
1: That's the most fun you know? I've had watching so, Daniel Bryan since he since he turned heel and won the title from Mark Henry. This is the that last night was the most fun I've had watching Daniel Bryan. In years. I'm not a Daniel Bryan guy. But last night, like, he had me laughing. Fickle! <laughs> You're a sinner. <laughs> I was like, what a little dick. And then he took the plates <laughs> off the belt, threw them on the ground. Like, what asshole? <laughs> Who does that? Right.
2: I'm going to, throw- to throws on the ground after I just gave you everybody's shit for water- using water bottles and throwing those as trash.
1: Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be a damn litter bug right here in front of y'all because I'm of <laughs> <pickle here>. Uh <laughs> My bad, man. Go ahead. I didn't mean to make you. No, lose no, you're good. Go no, I ahead. was.
2: Uh, my comments were done there. That's all. I'm just saying, like <laughs> even the entertainment that Raw or SmackDown is doing, even though they're focusing on the performance of the of uh, the superstars, is still being performed at a higher level than what they're doing at Raw. And I think it just comes down to the writers just not giving a a a good. Creative storyline to those on Raw, and I think it's because they have so many superstars. One, they don't know what to do with them. Two, they're trying to get them all involved, and three, because they're trying to fit so much, it doesn't work. Their their strategy for it isn't coming across on TV properly, and I don't think they know how to correct that because if when we look at, at the comparison between the two, and we people have been saying it for years. SmackDown's become the better show just because it's more entertaining to watch. One, I will give it, and that's the same argument I have when we talk about people who say NXT or TakeOver was better than the wrestling pay-per-view. It's like, well, no shit. It's, an, it's a two hours less. It's six matches smaller. Like, no fucking way. Of course it is the better match. You have less to watch. You have less to feel. You have less to worry about. You know, but when you... So you, I get that, but at the same time, the content... I just I don't feel the content is there as much as it has been as it was in the past or where it can or should be, you know. I mean, the whole the whole storyline with Corbin and uh, Slater and Rhino like unless
1: it was they progress nowhere. that storyline and
2: to- well not only out of nowhere but unless they progress that storyline, it's leading nowhere. Mm-hmm. Rhino didn't show up on SmackDown. Uh, you know, so it's like, well, what the hell they do? That okay? That that makes sense. If that if they're not—they don't really have room for them. Then why would you bring up these other superstars who have no no place on the show? You know, it, they, oh, what Lucha House Party has perfectly fine on two hundred five. Then why bring all three of them to Raw and get rid of another wrestler from Raw who's been there the entire time? Because that makes sense. I don't know, dude. It's just—it's not. I don't know if it's resonating well. It's not coming across right it just it's gone to the point where it's making it and i was you know i've always been a strong strong proponent for the fact that you know you want to complain about smack or raw you don't want to watch it fine whatever i'm still gonna watch it because it's wrestling it's perform. it's something i'm gonna enjoy watching but i'm at the point now where i'm like dude i it's pretty so after i can't even remember what match it was after. i think it was after a promo backstage I, oh, yeah, you know, it was after Corbin told Slater and Rhino they were going to have a match that night, you know, I turned it off and, w- and w- I went to the store. I don't remember the last time I've turned off a live show to go do something outside my house. Like, that's how bored I was yesterday and or Monday. And that's, just, that's I think it's coming from the writers, dude, and that's in the creative. And that's just I think that's what, it, what it's coming down to.
1: Well, here's here's uh my kind of take on it. Um, like you said, one's two hours, one's three hours. All right, Monday night, the best match of the night was McIntyre and Ziggler. All right, the worst match of the night was every other match they had that night. Then you go to SmackDown. The worst match that was on SmackDown was the triple threat match between Jimmy Uso uh. Xavier Woods and Cesaro. That was the worst match of the night, and that blew away the best match of the night on Raw. So not only are you getting better wrestling, then you're getting better entertainment with Miz TV and Samoa Joe. Wait, 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 wait! Me. Hold on,
2: hold on, hold on! Dance break. <laughs>
0: Dude, they're
2: coming out <laughs> to <from> start Miz TV. <laughs> I don't care what everyone says. I love our truth. <laughs> and Carmella together. They are entertainment, and it's fantastic. Oh, now you're
1: coming around on Carmella, huh? Okay, then. Oh, dude. Uh, I can't. uh, I'm
2: not going to say no. I'm not going to say yes. I'm just going to leave it at that.
1: (laughs) But, I mean, all right, that's just the the simple setup of Raw and SmackDown. But then you look at Raw, and it was so top-heavy with Lesnar, Braun, and Roman. And now all three of them are gone, all right? On SmackDown, you got Miz, you got Daniel Bryan, you got AJ Styles, all in the main event. And right below them, you got Orton, Rey Mysterio Jr., Nakamura, Rusev, guys like that. Then you go down below them, and you got, like, Ty Dillinger and Zack Ryder and guys like that. And then you got their tag team division, which is far and away better than the Raw tag team division. And then you got the women's division, which is better than the men's division on Raw. (laughs) So you got four tiers of of uh, superstars on SmackDown compared to you know damn near nothing on Raw because they haven't built anybody up. On you know when they first did the Superstar Shakeup, what did everybody say? That Raw had more talent and. Raw had one shake-up and blah, blah, blah. But which one are you having more fun watching? So, I don't know, man. I just I think it's very interesting in the, how different these two shows are. And you're not even getting everybody every week on SmackDown. Like on Raw, you're getting Baron Corbin. You're getting Lashley. You're getting Sasha and Bayley. You're getting all these people every week. We ain't seen Shelton Benjamin in months. We see Rey Mysterio every couple weeks. Samoa Joe pops in and out when he wants to. Nakamura's the U.S. champion, and he hasn't had a match on TV in who knows how long. Because they are spacing the talent out to actually make you miss them. So when they show up, you give a damn. But we got a um, we got a caller. We weren't really taking calls. We'll see who this is and. See what they got to say before we continue.
0: What do you mean we taking
1: callers? (laughs) Well, I mean, technically, I just took a caller, so that would be wrong. What's up, buddy?
0: It's a yeti man. It's Josh. What's
1: up, man? I know who it is. I know your damn voice, and I just saved your number because I'm a radio expert now.
0: Guys, I'm trying to figure out, and I'm like Marty on this, man. This is uh, like when you and I were talking about this earlier, like when I saw those empty seats on Raw, I was like, are you serious? Because I I don't know the product anymore. Like I absolutely 100% do not know the product anymore.
1: I don't think they know the product anymore, Josh. Like, yeah, uh, if you look to
2: what it was over the summer to what it is now, it's a completely different product, and you know that goes from like after Survivor Series through the last couple months. It's I think it has a couple different things. I think one, you look at the loss of talent, the overemphasis and insertion of retired talent, and this the the lack of writing or creative that's there it's just it's bringing you a product that's making it not enjoyable to watch right now.
0: Who do you guys? And this is just me off the cuff because I've been listening off and on and doing my my manly duties tonight. But who do you who do you guys think is like promoter wise in in the U.S. right now? Who do you guys think is like the best promoter in the U.S. right now?
1: Well, uh. All right, let me um, let me put it like this. All right, Raw sucks. That's run by Vince McMahon. NXT is awesome. NXT UK is awesome. SmackDown Live is awesome. The Mae Young was awesome. So that's four out of five. I mean, yeah, Raw sucks, and this guy just got a billion dollar contract for Fox. I mean, you got to go with the old man. Like, I don't, I don't see who, because as as over and as popular as Cody and the Bullet Club and the Young Bucks and all of them are, if it's not elite. a big show, yeah, the elite. My bad. If it's not a big show, like the Cow Palace or All In, they're only drawing a couple hundred people. So. Yeah, and
2: to go with that, I would go even further because my thought was along the same lines, but even deeper. Um, you mentioned Vince. You mentioned the five promotions. You mentioned one being down, and I go even further with that and look at who's the person that's actually kind of behind those other four. And you got Triple H, and when it comes down to it, R- Raw has always been the main program of, of WWE. Are you really? And uh, are you? Oh, wait 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 one goddamn
1: minute. It, you you know, really? Yeah, I'm
2: going to go there. Damn right. I Damn right I'm going to go there. We don't have the product of NXT if it wasn't for Triple H. It's not because of Vince. Vince is, doesn't give a shit about NXT. All he cares about NXT is who he can bring up to the main roster. And those talents wouldn't be there if it wasn't for Hunter going out there and bringing them over.
0: Vince so is not you collector. look at... He just collects bodies. That's what he just signs every talent he can and buries the shit out of them. Absolutely. That's just my opinion, though.
1: So, who was yeah. your uh, vote for promoter? Since Marty I don't, picked I, the I, guy, we're I, not gonna.
0: Triple H. Good.
1: Yeah, that's who Marty picked. Because Fuck Triple H.
0: Who? You don't like Triple H? As, you don't you don't like Triple H? Seriously.
1: Every time I hear the name Triple H, I see him beating Sting at Wrestlemania. <laughs> oh, and it just that? pisses me off. What's wrong with that? You know, Montana's not that far from Georgia. So, <laughs> <laughs> you
0: might want to tread lightly. You know, you know that WCW is never going to get over WWE no matter where we're at and what we're doing. They're never going to get over. That's never going to get buried. That hatchet's continually bleeding I hate y'all right now I know I guess Hey, I, all I want to say guys is I appreciate everything you're doing and I'm listening to the show and it's awesome and uh, I don't know I just I'm really disappointed in the fact that uh, one of the things that I grew up with um, as a child that was an escape for me it's not really an escape anymore it's more I'm more escaping the independence and A lot of those kids that are up and coming, the kids that we know, but it's really sad that um, Raw specifically has become such a saturated, commercially driven product that panders to those people or countries that give it the most money that they've lost sight of who they are. Just my opinion, man. I love you guys. Uh keep doing
1: what you're doing, man. Yeti man, appreciate we appreciate it, it. we appreciate it. I will holler Thanks at you dad. later. Peace. Yeah, man. And that was the Yeti from uh, Irish Whip Podcast. You can find them at three Irish Boys on Twitter. Good dudes over there. Good dudes. Uh Triple H. Can't fucking believe you, Marty. What a hill turn you just did! Like we're only fucking thirty-one minutes and fifty seconds into the fucking podcast, and you bring that well, motherfucker up.
2: It's already been more entertaining than Raw was, so we're we're good there.
1: Well, I took a shit earlier, and that was more entertaining than Raw too. So I mean, there's nothing <laughs> to brag about. Uh, uh, <laughs> <think>. Triple H, <laughs> what the fuck? Um. Going back to the, the SmackDown women's division, let's go ahead and, and, and get this knocked out real quick so we can move on to bigger and better news that's going on. I didn't like the women's uh the women's segment. I'm going to tell you why. Because the last two weeks, I've noticed that one Charlotte Flair has this thing that she does now when Becky's talking. Well, she'll just scream over the top of her. And when Becky will try to go back, Charlotte will keep screaming, and then they both come off really annoying. And at first, I thought, eh, that's kind of rude and stupid. And then it's two weeks in a row now, and I'm starting to think it's almost like real life jealousy coming out that that Charlotte's kind of mad about the... And to be honest with you, the way they've booked Becky in those couple of uh, segments, like you know me; I'm the biggest Becky fan out there. She hadn't looked good the last couple weeks. Like the the diamonds lost its luster already. I think they are on their way to pretty much burying her. And you know, y'all had y'all's fun. You chanted Becky for her. She won the title. She quote unquote turned heel, and now we're done with her. And it's up to the fans. To say no, fuck that. We still like her, so I'm hoping that the fans can ignore the way she's about to be booked. Because I got, I got a real bad feeling, Marty. That shit's not about to go the way everybody thinks it is.
2: Understandable. Um, I don't know. I, I thought the same way about the the hollering over each other and the screaming and back and forth. And personally, I you're noticing the last couple of weeks, but I have always seen Charlotte as that person. Um, I feel like if she's not getting the spotlight or she's not the main focus, then she will do what she needs to or has to, to get the focus on her. And that's always been either trying to, you know, out showcase somebody or be the bigger, louder name or, or voice in the ring. Uh, she's always been that one who's always talked over the rest of the performers in the ring. And that's, you know, that's why I don't really care for her character. I feel like she comes off as a bully. And that's why she's always been a greater heel than a face. Because when she's a face, she's kind of being forced to hold back on that. But when she's a heel, she can just do whatever the hell she wants and just talks over everybody because she thinks she's better than everybody. And you may be noticed the last couple of weeks, but I've seen that since she's made it to the main roster. Um, so I think it's completely like you said, jealousy factor. I think it's completely the fact that she's not the main focus in the spotlight, and she needs to be and wants to be. Um, I don't think that. I, I think they're still going to keep booking her, the booking Becky the right way, as far as what we want. I don't think that she's going to lose the belt at TLC. We'll get to that later, um, and you know when it gets as we get closer to TLC, but. I I think that this is just to, I, I don't you know to be honest I don't even know what this is the point of this is to to be, but I, I have always seen Charlotte Flair as that person who's got to talk louder and bigger than everybody else and try to get her voice out there because one she wants to be the focus and two she likes hearing herself talk and wants to be that one that's talking more than the rest of them.
1: I don't know I'm call me crazy I'm nervous like I think. You always hear the rumors about why they didn't push her. And this push was completely accidental. And then she got hit in the face by Nia Jax, which fucked up the match at Survivor Series. I don't know, man. I just got the feeling that they are about to try to cool her off and put Charlotte up above her again. And I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, We don't do our picks for TLC until next week. But I think Oscar's leaving with the belt. I don't think Becky's keeping the belt past TLC. Uh, and I'll, I'll expound on that next week when we do that show. But I don't think she is. I think Oscar's leaving with the belt. I think Becky's gonna. I actually think uh, Becky and Ronda are gonna lose the belts, and I think they'll both enter the Royal Rumble, which makes no sense as I'm saying it. And then one of them will get the belt back, and the other one the challenger. But here's my thing. <sighs> I think they're going to move Becky to Raw, and I don't want them to. Like, you know how Undertaker was always SmackDown Mm -hmm. up until recently? That's how I kind of feel about her. Like, she started the women's division on SmackDown, first ever women's champion on SmackDown. Now they got a billion-dollar contract about to go to Fox, and I got a shitty feeling that they're about to move her to Raw, where they've gotten the lowest ratings they've ever gotten, gotten, and attendance sucks, and I think they're going to move her there, and let Charlotte be the yeah, focus. of sma- I don't know, man. I just I don't trust these motherfuckers. Put it like that. <laughs> Put it like that.
2: <laughs> Understandable. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know how to respond to that one. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't think that Ron is losing that belt. I don't. I don't. And this is what I, question is this is is this a traditional t l c match with the actual belt will be hanging up above the middle of the ring well
1: well, last night during the talk, they had the belt hanging up, so by all uh, accounts, yes, this is an original t l c match and as far as I know, it's the only one on the card unless I missed something there is
2: another uh there is another t l c match i believe happening um but not for a belt.
1: Well then how uh, the hell yeah, is it TLC a TLC match?
2: Well, Corbin, Corbin and Strowman is a TLC match if it happens.
1: Uh, Alright, we'll 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 get to TLC next week. Um we got a couple of other other things we gotta get to. But yeah, it's just I I don't trust him. Uh so what's WWE,
2: you can never trust him to do what you want. That's for damn right, sure. Right.
1: So with Raw sucking, we have uh, people clamoring for another Monday Night War, and then you see a um, a certain blonde-haired man at a Jacksonville Jaguars game sitting in the owner's box of one Shad Khan, who's been rumored to be in bed with JR and Jericho, <coughs> Cody and the Bucks about starting up All Elite Wrestling. So, Marty, let me get your take on uh, AEW, if that's going to be what it's called. They've already marked trademarks for Tuesday night dynamite, which will not be going up against SmackDown because SmackDown's moving to Friday night. So, that's actually a, a really smart move if that's the case. Um, what are your thoughts on the rumors and speculation and everything else surrounding it?
2: Well, I would say that look up our old. Uh, episodes on iTunes from our prior home. I would say go to our prior home, but they're not there no more because I've been saying since day one that it's a very big possibility that these guys could be starting something brand new. And it goes back to that one line from Cody, I look forward to my new role in this industry. Um, I think if they were to start something new, organization, I don't think that – I. I don't think that they think that they can go up against WWE, but I think that they can give the wrestling community something else to watch and something else that we want to watch. Um, you know, I they seem to be very in tune in in the wrestling universe, obviously not in just performing, but as far as the fan base goes. Um, Cody's a smart businessman. I believe that from what – you know, I think, I think Matt is like really – you know, really built into the business too. Um, So I think they know what the wrestling community wants to watch and what they want to see and go after. And I think that them starting an organization that would provide us this program and product with the talent we want to watch is smart on all parts by them. Um, I did see an article I read uh, a couple weeks ago. Actually, I think it was last week. And the Bucks were talking, and they were—I think it was uh, Nick that said, "You know, they—they they were, yeah, it's been trademarked, and this is kind of setting up for something. Not necessarily guaranteed they're going to start something, but this is in case they were to start something. Then they're already a step ahead and don't have to try to to fall back and build their way up. But they've already got their their basically their 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 roots are already grounded and seeds are already watered." so that if they go that route, then they can have some production already rather than having to start once that happens. Uh, They also said that this isn't going to be like a Cody and the Bucks thing or a Bucks item or just Cody. This is whatever they do is going to be the entire elite all at once. So it's not going to be half of us are staying here some of us are staying there and then one of us are going to trickle in over here. Still no, whatever they decide that they're going to do at the end of this year, they all will be doing it together. So whether that's going into, you know, a a WWE organization, another organization or whatever, maybe starting something new or staying where they're at, they're all going to be doing it together. Um, of course, we know how they've been doing things, so that could be a complete deterrent, and that's giving us something just to bite onto and then pull out the rug from underneath us. Uh, but if this is the case and they're starting something new and fresh, I think this is a great idea by them.
1: I don't trust them. They're lying. I have so got the, the, the ink's already dry. They, they know what they're doing. They've already got everything mapped out. AEW's happening. Tuesday night Dynamite's happening. They're looking for a TV station. Like, they can tell us all they want. But, I mean, come on. You don't file trademarks unless you got stuff going on. Like, we need to file a boot-to-face trademark because we're about to take off like a motherfucker. I feel it. But, uh, so I'm going to throw a curveball at you because it's live radio. Okay. Alright. So, boot-to-the-face on Twitter. Tweet it out. So, this AEW thing is sounding more real as the days go by. has me thinking, if you could pick 10 wrestlers to start your company, who would it be? What would you name it, and what territory would you run in? So, Marty, I'm going to give you a chance to to get a pen and a paper and write down your 10 wrestlers that you would use. I'm not even going to write mine down. I'm just going to go off the top of my head. But I will read off a couple of them. I already have my uh, pen. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. I guess I didn't throw you a curveball. You just knocked that shit out the park.
2: Um, <laughs> Cook on my feet, bro. Do what I do.
1: So I'm going to read off uh, a couple of listeners who I I really appreciate the feedback that we get from uh, everybody. I I, I kind of tweeted out a thank you to everybody, but if you're listening to this, I appreciate it. We're just two cats talking about wrestling and the fact that people are interested in it, man. that That's cool as shit to me, so... Here we go. First list, Mr. Klondike Bill. <laughs> I fucking love this guy. Um, he said he would pick Omega, AJ Styles, Champa, Velveteen Dream, Seth Rollins, Young Bucks, Ricochet, Kevin Owens, and Finn Balor. And it'd be called Balls Deep Wrestling in Boston. First off, it's called Balls Deep Wrestling, but he's got no women. So that's very odd to me. Um, and it's in Boston. And you know how they are up there, so <laughs> it's very weird. But uh, that's a good roster though. Like I'll give him that. Uh, Pete Opalus, our boy Pete. What up, Pete? <clears throat> Pete, if you're listening, I'm giving you a high five right now, Pete's the man. Uh, his promotion is in Chicago. Imagine that—that's where he lives. And to put buds in the seats, he's gonna start with uh, CM Punk ass bitch. Is exactly how he spelled it. So I'm gonna read it. <laughs> Uh, Jericho, Cody Rhodes, Omega, Marty Scurll, The Miz, Charlotte, Tessa Blanchard, Neville, and Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy?
2: Buddy Murphy? Pete.
1: Pete. Pete, Pete if you listen. Wait, wait, me, hold on. Answer
2: So first he starts off with Punk and it ends with Murphy? <laughs> All
1: right, Pete. I we can, even, I I can here, see Pete. Punk. They're running in Chicago. But Bud- Buddy Murphy? Are you hoping he brings Alexa Bliss with him? Is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> you slot. You sneaky, foxy motherfucker, Pete. I know what that's about. Uh, Martian Man. At Martian Man 68 on Twitter. Uh, The Bucks. Can they count as one? They can, sir. Adam Cole, Ricochet, Will Ospreay. I like that pick. Jericho, Becky Lynch, Jonathan Gresham, Evil, Red Dragon, and Okada. The Red Dragon is O'Reilly and Fish, by the way. For those who don't know, I didn't. It's in parentheses. That's a that's a uh, that's a good list, even though he's only got one woman in there. But technically, she's the man. So uh, I'm that hoop. Only ten to start. Tough task. He starts with CM Punk. That's another vote for Punk. Jericho, Rollins, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley. Great pick. Tony Storm. Great tour pick. Cody Rhodes, Marty Scurll, and Ethan Page. Ethan Page actually liked that. So, I don't know who he's following over here, but I don't know if it's I'm that hoop, if it's boot to the face or what, but Ethan Page, we see you. Uh, the Truth Hall star, that would be Jose. Jose, a guy I met over at uh, All In with hoop and all them. He would run in Cleveland. Call it Stronghold Wrestling. Stronghold Wrestling. Okada, Becky, Charlotte, Gargano, Velveteen Dream, Strowman, Will Osprey, Suzuki, Hangman Page, and Bailey. Wow, Bailey. Bailey. Yeah, Bailey. That's uh that's a... Uh, that's a... Uh, Bailey was over back in the day. I don't know what I never liked her, but she's kinda of falling off big time. Uh Brian Sand 08. Chicago, another guy from Chicago. Chicago's got really good crowds. He's right about that. Uh, Cody, Becky, Punk, AJ, Omega, Charlotte Flair, Tessa, Young Bucks, Velveteen Dream, and Ricochet. Doesn't have a name, but I'm pretty sure I'd be poor with that payroll. (laughs) You might be right. Uh, We got two more. And... uh, I, I don't know if people like the fact that we're reading, that I'm reading these off, but I don't want to leave anybody out, man. It's it's cool as shit that y'all are interacting with us. So, again, we appreciate it. Uh, Mary Carr, Mary Carr 5. She's got a Braves logo as her uh, her Twitter, uh, what do you call that, your profile picture on Twitter? Is that a profile picture? Is that what it's called? Uh, yeah, I, w- I would consider that a profile picture. Anyway, she's a Braves fan, so that makes three of us. Uh, Adam Cole, Bebe, Champa, Velveteen Dream, Ricochet, KO, Sami Zayn, AJ Styles, Rollins, Finn Balor, Chad Gaper. (coughs) they be based out of Chicago because why not? Don't know what the name is. Chicago's getting a lot of love, which in turn means punk gets a lot of love. And then the last one is uh, Sean Jones, low-key big hog on Twitter. He's got Omega, Styles, Champa, The Young Bucks, Seth Rollins, Cody, Becky, Jordan Grace, Chelsea Green, Mia Yim, and he called it Valley Championship Wrestling in Phoenix. Um, so those are some good lists, Marty. You said you already had your list written down. I have not even created it, and I'm going to make it on the fly <coughs> as we're talking. So you go ahead with your list. So sir. question,
2: are we, are we assuming that everybody is healthy and ready to go?
1: Yeah, any. any okay. act, If they're alive, they can be on your list.
2: Oh, shit. Well, if they're alive, that changed my entire lineup. About to give Dwayne a call real quick. Hold on. It doesn't matter who else is on that list. Okay. Um, no, so here's the thing. I don't really Let's know go where active, I
1: though. would Let's go active. Go active.
2: I'm just, yeah, I don't, I don't, everyone has a sense active. I don't really know what territory I would go into. Um,. Because here's the thing, I thought a long, long time, I thought about maybe, you know, Chicago, because, you know, the crowds are big there. But then when you look out there, where else could you have the area? You know, you go up to Milwaukee, you go out to Minneapolis. You know, there's some pretty big areas there. And then I was thinking, you know, why not go homegrown, be here in California. We have all the different venues out here. We it's California's a big state. We have Arizona. We have Nevada. We have basically the southwest, western states. You know, it, it's a big market also. But I don't think the crowds are as big as they are in other areas. So I really couldn't come up with the territory that I would put these in. Um, or even, I didn't really even put a you know, deep thought into a name. But I put, put down my ten, Melissa 10 that I would start an organization with, and it has to come with, uh, with the name that they bring. There is a lot of wrestlers on here or that I wish I could, that I would have put on there or could have put on, um, you know, and I'm going to just right now, the Bucks aren't on my list. As much as I would want them to be on my list, they're not hmm. on my list. They they would be in that 11th and 12th spot, but these are the names because, and it, it has to go with being a tag team. Uh, I want it, I would want these other names to kind of start it off and then, bring a couple more players in, and the Bucks would be the next ones in. Um, so my ten, and I'm a, I have seven guys and I have three women. And my seven guys, I got AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Cody, Kenny, Okada, Marty Skrull, and then I got Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Tessa Blanchard. And those would be the ones I would start off my organization and then bring in others to comp uh to compliment them.
1: Hmm. That's a good list. Well, I cheated. Uh I cheated. I'm gonna tell you that now.
2: Quit look at the counted tag, list.
1: I count I counted tag teams as one. And I got three tag teams. So that's six oh, people bitch. right there. So you got the
2: Usos, the New Day, and the Young Bucks.
1: You got two out of three? You know me pretty well, dog. We've been doing this Damn. shit too long. I got the best tag team on the face of the planet. Not the New Day. Not the Young Bucks. Then I do have the Young Bucks as number two. And my third tag team, a tag team that I don't even like, but a tag team that every time I watch them, they put on one of the best matches, and that's the Briscoes. Um, Yes. So true. Then I got... I got four women. four women. I got. Hold
2: on. Did you? Who was your second tag team?
1: The Young Bucks.
2: Oh, it was Young Bucks? Okay.
1: Yep, yep. Then I got Becky. I got Tony Storm, Tessa Blanchard, and your Wow Women's Champion Santana Gale Oh, son of a bitch! She's
2: so when I said there was two people that were hanging that that were on my 11 was 11 the Bucks walled with Santana. Santana's my fourth female to come in to finish out the women's division.
1: Santana ties it all together. She beat out Mickey, and that's that's saying a lot. Uh, And then my last three, the first two were pretty good. Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes, and the last one is a bit of a shocker, but I think this guy's got a bright future, and he is, the sky's the limit with him, and that is none other than Hangman page.
2: Nice. I thought about Hangman, but uh, I, I, that's why I put. I figured that if I'm going to go those those routes, that's why I put Marty on mine because I think Marty is phenomenal and going to be an amazing talent.
1: Marty's a star. So. Uh, <laughs> so that is your our...
2: organization called the USO Penitentiary? Because that that works for me.
1: You're oh wow, that's I didn't even think of my. We're gonna run in Atlanta Bucky, you because you can just
2: call it the penitentiary. Oh shit, the
1: penitentiary,
0: penitentiary. <laughs> no,
1: we're we're gonna call it since it's in Atlanta, we're gonna call it uh, runner-up wrestling because we never actually win championships in Atlanta. <laughs> we just oh, get to shit. it. So uh, <laughs> what's that
0: twenty-three-seven?
2: What is that? What it was? <laughs> so
1: yeah, we're gonna call it runner-up wrestling. Uh so yeah, that that the AEW rumors, man, they're running rampant. It's got everybody up in the tizzy and and trying to figure out who's a free agent, who's available and you know, we just got to wait it out. First of January, we'll know something, hopefully. Um So let's get to Final Battle, man. Next weekend, we got Final Battle on Friday and TLC on Sunday, so we'll We'll do a bit of a preview of Final Battle now. Um, I'm hoping you got the matches listed out, because I certainly do not. Uh, Damn, dude, did you do anything beforehand?
2: We're going to have to have a post show conversation regarding our pre-show preparation.
1: My pre-show preparation is fantastic, because my wife came downstairs and asked me to come have some marital rehab. So, uh, yeah. All right,
2: then. Yeah. Well, I... I um I I wrote I had the <laughs> list
0: so uh, so we got
2: eight matches scheduled for final battle as of right now um, a lot of title matches a lot of contenderships um, I guess we'll start with the first one we have a four corner survivor women of honor world championship match uh Sumi Sakai, Madison Rain, Karen Key, and Kelly Klein. Um dude, the the star power on this card is amazing.
1: Um, that That match right there is going to be fantastic. Um I love Kelly Klein. Um, that's it. That's who I'm picking, Kelly Klein. <laughs> I think That works. To that's who I circled also. Because, so I they they really need to get the belt off of her. It, it, she's, uh, I don't want to be disrespectful because I know she's a legend to some people and and you know yeah she's older and blah 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 but she just she's not doing it for me. The fact that she's had that title this long annoys she the shit a since, me. She's had the title
2: since since March or April. April. Yeah.
1: It's 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 been a minute. It's been too long of a minute. So. You know not to not to brush over how big this match is, but I'm just gonna go with with kelly
2: yep that's that's exactly who I have, and that's pretty much for the same reasons uh Madison's had her opportunities, Karen's had her opportunities. Uh, I think it's time for Kelly Klein um uh, <clears throat> next match is a singles match, just a straight up singles match, Matt Taven versus Dalton Castle. um I'm guessing this is probably going to lead. Towards who goes, who ends up in, a, in a, some kind of program with the winner of the lethal Cody match. Um, for me, it, for what they've been what the run that's been going on for the last few months and the Heat is behind him, I got Matt Taven taking this one.
1: When you are not the champion and you go and create your own damn title that looks just like the title, like that's. That shit that only a superstar would do. Give me Matt Taven. Uh, that, <laughs> I feel <laughs> no, like, to I, feel say like more.
2: I feel like he said, "I will cut off my hair if you just give me this belt." And like he, you know, they say they sign their soul over. He cut his hair and handed it over so that they would give that he can have his belt. I think that's what he did, and here he is. Dude, he's having a great run right now, and I think this is going to lead something bigger for him. Um, number three, and obviously, th- I'm just going by the way it's listed because I don't think this is going to be the third match of the night, but right, Jay right, Lethal, right. Ring of Honor, world champion versus... Oh, wow,
1: you're doing Cody. that one now.
2: Do you want to do it? Well, no, we wow. can go at the end. You know, I, I'm,
1: Let's do that one event. That's the main event. Let's All right, we'll
2: go, we'll go. Okay, so here, we'll go to, and I quit, man, I Uh Bully Ray... So I know you're like jumping on his bandwagon now, uh, which I don't know what's up with that. Uh and flip Gordon in an I quit match. Uh, I'll let you start. <laughs>
1: um first off, I don't appreciate you just throwing me under the bus and like driving over it and reversing and coming back over first, me again. I'm not gonna be fan. First of all I listen I listen to you guys.
2: Listens, and anybody who follows any of our accounts, dude, they they see you tweeting out,
1: hey, bully.
2: But I busted open, <laughs> bully. I couldn't agree anymore.
1: <laughs> Look, man, if a guy makes a good point, I'm going to agree with him, whether I like him or not. And lately, he's been killing it. And me and you both know that over the past year, I have not been a fan of his on the radio. But lately, he's been – I don't know if he was told to tone it down and quit being such a dick, but he's been great lately. Um, and so, you know, I give a man his props when I'm liking what he does, regardless of how I feel, you know, about him. Plus, you know, I saw him face to face at all in, and he's a big motherfucker. So I really don't want this. I don't want the <laughs> problem. So, uh. <laughs> but yeah, um, give me bullying. This I don't see Flip making bully quit. Flip's like 135 pounds soaking wet. Like, my microphone that I'm using right now weighs more than he does. And Bully's a big motherfucker, so give me Bully Ray. Velvet Sky, All right, give got you.
2: No Um, Dude, yeah, the, the fact that they this storyline, when we talk storylines that have, so to speak, jumped the shark, this is one of them. This has gone on for so long drawn out we've seen the same thing over and over again the fact is an i quit match hopefully that's the final to this and it doesn't go on any further um bully has just owned flip the entire time just in the dominant fashion as he should um but i'm going opposite i'm going flip gordon and i think that because it's an i quit match all bets are off and I think Flip will do whatever he has to do to exercise his demons, and, and he's going to do what he has to to take care of Bully Ray. And if he has to grab Bully's chain and choke him with the, around the neck with it to make him quit, I think he will. Um, Bully has been a dirty fighter and a, you know, a rat bastard to Flip since day one. It's about time that Flip Gordon digs deep and pulls out something crazy because he's going to need to, and he's going to have to do it quickly. Um, so I'm going with Flip on this one.
1: I might have to change Um, my pick Because you you said he was going to exercise his demons And I had no clue the cardio was involved in this So if that's the case Bully ain't got a damn shot If there's exercising involved Um, But I'll stay with Bully I just wanted to make that dad joke real quick (laughs) Good one, good one, hilarious Uh, (laughs) You you ain't got to be so (laughs) damn condescending about it Yeah, Yeah, good, (laughs) hilarious Fuck you and fuck your voice
2: too, dude. I'm only one PBR in, man. I need to grab some more real quick. Son of a bitch.
0: (laughs) Uh, So
2: here is here is the other, the only other singles match with nothing to go with it, just a regular singles match. Jonathan Gresham, and this is actually I wasn't expecting to see him on the card. Uh, Zach Saber Junior. Some ZSJ on here. Going against Gresham. Um, I'll go over this one. I'll start first. For the way they've built him up since day one, you know, when we went and watched I, a couple times, we watched him wrestle, but then when we went to the show in Atlanta, they really showcased him. Uh, and ever since then, you know, even up to all in and even outside that, they have really built Gresham as the underdog um, and someone who's going to give it his all to win a match. And Zack Saber's been around for a while. I think Zack Saber is a great talent, and I think he's going places too. But I think this is where they're going to try to they're going to put Gresham over Zack Saber.
1: I uh, I'm with you as well on that one. Did you see uh, Gresham and Cody's match? Yes. Where he? No, no, like, I
2: didn't see that one. I didn't see that one. So. Oh,
1: you you if you can find it, um, that. <laughs> He had Cody tied up like a goddamn pretzel that whole match. Uh, it was it was just <laughs> crazy to watch. I mean, you need to find that match and watch it because it it was uh it was different. Um I'm gonna go with Gresham. He's R. O. H. Sabre Junior is New Japan, I believe, so I'll go with Gresham. Yep.
2: All right. Um Alright, so the number one contenders match we got. So basically we have three more matches to go. Actually, no, we got four more matches. Uh, we'll go with this one first. Jeff, the last four matches all have the Elite members in these matches. And for me, this is this is kind of hard to watch because it's. I think it's going to tell us a lot of what's going to happen with the Elite going forward uh, with the fact that this is going to happen with two weeks left of the year and, and contracts expiring soon. Um, but first match... It's going to be for the Ring of Honor World Television title. Jeff Cobb versus Hangman Adam Page.
1: Um, I'm going to go with Jeff Cobb. Uh, I'm not going to tell you why. I'll just tell you I'm going to go with Cobb.
2: All right. Well, to go with that, I also have Jeff Cobb winning this match. And I guess we'll just leave it at that. Um, going on to the next one, we have <clears throat> Christopher Daniels versus Marty Scurll for the number one contendership match for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Um, I love the guy. He's one of my favorite wrestlers. Uh, how we share the same name. Uh, Marty Skrull is fantastic. However, I think that Christopher Daniels is going to get the win here.
1: And I'm going to go with the guy with the better name, The Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels. So the Elite are now 0-2. Correct.
2: Third match to go. We have a triple threat tag team match.
1: This is going to be fantastic.
2: Dude, a ladder war. Um, This is going to be amazing. Um... We got SCU, uh, who are the...
1: Excuse me, one one second. This This match is the reason I believe that the New Day, the Bar, and the Usos are not a TLC match. Because this one's happening two days beforehand. That's, I believe, everything in my heart. That WWE can say they ignore everybody all they want. But I believe that this match is the reason that that one will not be a TLC match for the tag titles. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah,
2: and and the crazy thing is, like that match could be just as big as this one, but I think this is going to be a fantastic match. We got SCU, um, and because SCU? Christopher Daniels, is, because Christopher Daniels is fighting Squirrel, This is going to be Frankie Kazarian, Scorpio uh, Scorpio Sky, with the belts going against the Briscoes, going against the Bucks. I'm saying it, SCU going to retain.
1: Hmm. I've been going back and forth on this one for three days now. And I hate to keep picking the same person that you're picking, but I'm going to have to go with SCU.
2: Yeah, this was one probably that I, I think I went back and forth on this one so much because I, I, I was contemplating here's the thing. It, I was hoping the Briscoes win the belt, but the fact that the the SEU just got the belts, I just don't see them um, giving the belts right back because it's been switched so many times this year. That's why, yeah.
1: For they've they've been in the title picture or the champs for so long this year already.
2: Dude, they they are the new day, as far as being in title title matches. They, they just are. Um, <clears throat> so last match. Ring of Honor World Title Championship, Jay Lethal versus Cody Rhodes. Um, yeah, I, went, I started the last one, so I'm going to let you start this one.
1: Well, let me ask you. You haven't picked any member of the Elite yet to win a match. They're all title matches or number one contenders contendership. Matches. Is, there, is there a reason why you're not picking the Elite? I a know you're a fan of the elite you have a t-shirt it says the elite you took a picture with the young bucks and you were standing in the middle like you were Kenny Omega so how at final battle the final pay-per-view of 2018 the year of our lord you have not picked
2: i i yeah the, the elite i love the elite i love these guys um They're not staying in Ring of Honor, man. They're not. I don't see them winning the belts and leading with the belts. I don't see them winning the belts and losing them in a week and a half. Um, If I'm wrong, here's the thing. If they end up winning these belts and they all win, I will be 100% happy with that. Um, But I'm going with my gut on these and saying that they will not be staying with ROH. And that's why I can't pick them to win. Um, just because I, I feel that they're really going to start something different and go somewhere and do something else that I just don't – if that's the case, then I don't see them winning anything this weekend. Or that, you know, and that's just the way I see it. And so, yeah, that's, and to go with that, then I guess I'll just throw it out there. Then I got Jay Lethal retaining the title.
1: Wow. Jay Leeper retaining the title. Yes, J. Lethal going to win
0: this title.
1: Well, so you got zero members of the elite winning. You have J. Lethal keeping the title. You think, along with most of the wrestling community, that come January 1st, None of the no no members of the elite will be still contractually obligated to ROH. Is that is that what I'm getting?
2: That is what you're getting.
1: Okay, so my pick, Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes is walking out as their ROH. World heavyweight champion come final battle. And that's, I don't know why, I just have a feeling that they're going to play with everybody's emotions, all the elite are going to lose going into it, and everybody's going to have this predetermined notion that Cody's going to lose to Jay Lethal, and he's going to win the world title. And it's going to be uncertain as a motherfucker. Everybody's going to be partying New Year's Eve. Hey, let's take a shot. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. They're going to count down. And then they're going to say January 1st. And everybody's going to be checking Twitter. And checking everything else to find out what it is. And Cody's going to be your Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion. Swerve. They are swerving the shit out of it. They are working us like a part time job, Marty. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, I, I mean I know they're working us. They are one hundred percent. They've been doing that for weeks. I mean it's non stop. I mean every every it's like Matt will post a picture with you know AJ Styles and the next day <laughs> Nick's posting a picture with Finn Balor and, and you know, that's you know, what was the last one? You know, just imagine. You know, the young bucks facing the revival. That was a couple of no, days ago. Re-
1: the revival. Uh. Is getting fired, by the way. They're getting fired. Uh, <laughs> they're about to get hit with the best finishing move in wrestling. They're about to get hit with the future endeavor. Uh, that's, that's that's pretty much a given. Uh, sucks to be them, I guess. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's
2: that's all good. <laughs>
1: I can't believe they did that. Um, can I? Cody's going to win the world title of ROH. Can I just say that ROH has the ugliest world title in the sport of professional wrestling right now? Like, that's just the ugliest world title I've ever seen. It looks like it's upside down when you put it on. Um, I think their tag titles are ugly. Like ROH, aesthetically, has the worst titles. And the, the the thing that pisses me off is they changed them from titles that were so nice, like when Cody was the ROH champion, that title was dope. Yeah, oh,
2: man. It, feels, it seems like, it feels you know to be honest, it seems like they like, try to add some swirls and stuff like that to kind of make it look more prestigious. Um, but yeah, it did, I I agree with you. It didn't it didn't really make it that way?
1: I mean the. The one Matt Taven carries around only looks better because it has a purple strap. But, you know, if you got to add shit like that to it, then whatever. That is so true. So final, final battle next Friday. If you don't have a way to watch it, I suggest you do because ROH puts on really good pay-per-views. I don't watch a lot of ROH, but I try to watch the pay-per-views. At least start this year, I have.
2: Yeah, I uh, I'll be watching. Um, I'll be watching it from my hotel room in Denver, Colorado. Um, but yeah, I can't I can't wait to watch it. It's going to be awesome. Uh, just this card, this is eight matches, but I don't see myself being disappointed. By Any match on this card
1: Even the Bully Ray
2: Flip Gordon match Even though I'm not a fan of Bully Ray Saka,
1: If Sumi Sakai Keeps the title Are you going to be okay. disappointed then? I might turn <laughs> I, I, I
2: I said that I wasn't going to be Disappointed in the matches Did not say I'd be disappointed I wouldn't be disappointed in the outcomes That's two totally different things It could be a phenomenal match And still be pissed off about the finish just saying. So yeah, see me Sakai wins and retains that battle I'll be pissed.
1: There. <laughs> Alright, so um we got a couple questions that came in, Marty. Would you like to uh use your wrestling knowledge to answer these questions?
2: I'll do my best.
1: Alright. From Jake at Watch the Hook Two. Do you see Finn Balor winning Mixed Match Challenge and entering number 30 at the Royal Rumble? And winning could be the reason for his recent losses. So it's a two-part question. Well, actually, three-part, because who's Finn Balor's partner in Mixed Match Challenge?
2: You know, I, I and to be honest, I was looking at this a little while ago also.
1: Uh, I want to get Bailey.
2: Well, yeah, yeah. It's the, what's it, B&B? Isn't that what it is?
1: Okay, okay. It's Bailey.
2: Um, are they even in the finals for it?
1: I can look it up real quick. Um uh, oh,
2: damn it, I I guess I closed out that I had that open too.
1: Well, if he asked that, chances are he's watching it. So let's just answer his question. Uh no, I don't see them winning. I don't see Finn Balor being number thirty. I definitely don't see him winning the Royal Rumble. Um Okay. I see Fowler so, at WrestleMania versus Baron Corbin.
2: Okay, so before you give that make that announcement, let me give you the rundown of the final four teams that are wrestling next week to make the finals. And here's uh-huh. and remember the 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 winning team, the they this will be the three. final entrant in in both right. Royal Rumbles. Okay. Yes, sir. So we have Ginger Mahal and Alicia Fox.
1: Oh, that's the team right up against,
2: there. Gets Bowler and Bailey. And then we have R-Truth and Carmella versus The Miz and Oscar.
1: R-Truth and Carmella are going all the way. You heard it here first.
2: And that is the thing. that's his thing. I was thinking the same thing because I feel that Carmella is going to get the push with that 30th. And then our truth being that 30th is going to be like, oh, great. R-Truth
1: is the 30th entry. Fantastic.
2: Um, so, no, I don't think Baller is going to be the 30th entrant.
1: No, I don't either. My pick to begin with was uh, Mickey James and Bobby Lashley, and I saw they lost. And then, obviously, Braun got hurt. So, Braun and uh, Ember Moon were eliminated because Ember Moon. And uh, How fucked up is this? They made Ember Moon team with uh, the guy who didn't win. But, yeah. <laughs> That's so unfair. That's not even like. She you know could have like,
2: her. She could have walked into a dark room and grabbed somebody and been a better partner than Kurt Hawkins. Just saying.
1: That's that's just crazy to me, because there was another replacement that was way better than that. I can't remember who it was, but they gave Ember Moon, Kurt Hawkins. Like that's just wrong on so many levels. But yeah, I'm I'm thinking Carmella and uh, r truth are gonna win the whole thing, so Finn Balor will not be main event WrestleMania. Uh, the Yeti, we talked to him early. His question is, is this a friendly family competition between Shane and Stephanie, or is it real competition between them as far as SmackDown and Raw goes?
2: Um, I think it's a real competition. I think that... Stephanie's been there for so long that I feel that she might think that she is the forefront and, and the runner for the company when Vince finally steps down. Um, but I think that Shane has come back and you know, so to speak, the prodigal son. And this is my this is my birthright to run this company. I am going to do whatever I have to to prove to Dad that I can. Um, and push you and your husband out of the way, and provide the better product. At the end of the day, he's providing the better product. When they do the backstage segments and and, or, and in things in the back, and you look at the cameras and videos, and you you don't see Stephanie back there in production, but you see Shane back there in production all, at all at all times. Um, with right next to Vince, Triple H is mostly is usually there too. Um, but I absolutely think that this is a competition to see, you know, before them to prove to Vinny Mac of who deserves to have this company when he decides to let it go.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, we talked about earlier how who we thought was in charge and stuff like that. I really do think that Stephanie's in charge of Raw and Shane's in charge of SmackDown. Um, I don't I don't know so much about a real rivalry, but something's up. I mean, you can't have one show being so much better than the other one and not have two different people run. There's no way Vince approves everything that goes on on Raw and then turns around and approves everything that goes on on SmackDown when they're two, two completely different things. So that that may be the reasoning behind it. Maybe Vince is more hands-off than we think. I mean, all right, I'm a Cowboys fan, all right? On the outside, everybody says the Cowboys are never going to win until Jerry Jones gives up some of his power because that's the narrative you're led to believe. But if you're like a diehard Cowboys fan like me and you listen to all the team podcasts and the stuff like that, you know that Jerry Jones doesn't even run player personnel anymore. His son does, and his son has given – pretty much has a GM in training named Will McClay. But the outside people don't know that. So I'm wondering if this is the same kind of situation where Vince takes all the heat and then gets all the credit, but really he's not the one pulling the strings anymore. He's already stepped back and kind of let Shane and Stephanie take over. I don't know if that uh, analogy made any sense or not, but that's, Kind of how I feel about it. I think I think Vince is a lot more hands off than people think that he is.
2: Yeah, I couldn't disagree with you because I agree with that one hundred percent.
1: And and I have no insider information. Like I'm just a motherfucker that watches USA Network twice a week. Like <laughs> what?
2: You're not <laughs> in Connecticut, son of a bitch. What am I doing here with you, then, man? I
1: thought no, you were my connection
2: I'm, to move on up. Damn.
1: No, we we got. We do know a guy that knows a guy, though. But <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: fuck that guy. For the fourth time today. Oh, fuck, so Marty, you turned fucking healed right there. Holy shit.
1: Right, I'm going to bring it back around, because I'm looking at a snowman right now, Frosty. So, Marty, I'm going to ask you. It's Christmas time. If you could have one pro wrestling-related present, no matter what the price was, Unlimited funds, you've been a good boy this year, you sat on Santa's lap, and he's going to come through. What would that pro wrestling present be? You only get one. Just one, huh? Just one. If you say Mandy Rose, I swear to God I'll end this damn thing right now.
2: Fuck. All right, never mind. (laughs) Um... (laughs) I'll, uh, son of a bitch! All right, way to put on the spot, damn. Um, if this was wrestling, if I can have one gift and it was wrestling related, and you know, take it away the obvious of you know, hey, let me let me have Mandy Rose or Santana Garrett under my Christmas tree in a bow, you know, take those away. Um, to be honest, if I could. If I could have a position as a cre- as a creative writer, um, for a a top wrestling organization, um, I would I would love to have that. So a contract as a creative writer, I would love to be to have that. That would be fantastic. I, I would open it up, and I don't think anything would top that because then I would be able to provide, and try to provide um, the content that I want to watch, and I feel that from what I do, what I say, what I see, what I read, you know, a lot of people want the same kind of content. And I would try to do my best to give that kind of content with the performers and superstars that are around the world. Um, so I think that, that that right, there, contract would be fantastic. That's a decent answer. Um... Decent. Motherfucker, I'm about to creatively write your
1: ass off. <laughs> Damn. I said it was decent. What more do you want? Shit!
2: Fuck. Um, about to get a uh, a cinder a cement block to the to an RV truck right now. Shit!
1: Wow, that's very violent and completely My uncalled day. for. But i uh, <laughs> sorry, I apologize. <laughs> give me if I was to wake up December 25th and I could have anything in professional wrestling. Money's not an object. I want WCW. I want to open WCW back up. Money's not an object. So we're coming back to TNT. Obviously, I would need new wrestlers. And it's weird because I just picked 10 wrestlers early to start a company with. So give me WCW. Give me Monday Nitro. Give me TNT. And Start the Monday Night Wars back up Basically, I shouldn't say WCW. I should say I want the Monday Night Wars back. That's what I want for Christmas.
2: That, that's fantastic, actually. Um,
1: money's Thank no you. object. I just right? Money's no object.
2: I think I think I might have to send you a gift card to uh, the WWE Network for a couple months for Christmas. You can tune into the <laughs> Monday Night Wars.
1: No, motherfucker, I don't want the old ones. I want some new ones. <laughs> Them some bitches need some competition. I mean, have you seen that bullshit they're sending out there every week? Like, they need competition.
2: Let me put it this it, way. If whatever the, the elite has win the works and starts going, if they can get enough financial backers with from what Matt and Nick said in their lab, that interview I read, they, not only do they have offers on the table from everybody, of course, these motherfuckers are probably trying to swerve us and give us more content that we want to hear. Uh, but they're also saying there's investors that don't even just want to sign them. They want to work with them. Um, if they get to the point where they do start something by themselves and it gets big enough and the following is there, and I guarantee you, if they have a place and a home to provide this product to everybody around the world, they will get big quickly. And if that's the case, I can see everybody else jumping on board and jumping in ship with them and trying to go big. And if that, and ends up going that route, we will have the Monday Night Wars by the middle of 2020. Just going to throw it would take a year and a half, but I think we can we can look down the road and see something potentially happen if the elite go that route.
1: Um, you just sparked a thought in my head with the the innuendo and everything that's taking place, which is mainly Cody. I'm a Cody guy. Cody's my favorite male wrestler going right now. Um,
2: Never would have known.
1: I am not a fan of how he is treating this world title match come final battle. Um, I think with all the innuendo and all the hints and all that kind of stuff, you're basically shitting on the world title match you have with Jay Lethal, who is a great wrestler. Like, Jay Lethal's not just your paper champion come towards the end of the year. Jay Lethal's the man. And I feel like Cody's kind of taking the the attention off of that title match and putting it more towards January 1st. And I'm not feeling um this is the last Ring of Honor world title match of the year. And I think it should have more prestige and luster built towards it. Kind of like they did the NWA title at All In. You don't have to do it exactly like that. But at least make it seem like it's his priority. Because from from all accounts that I've seen, he rarely mentions the fact that he has a world title match coming up in a couple weeks. And that to me is... As a as an old school pro wrestling person, that that's just the world title is why you wrestle, and I feel like he's looking past that world title match and looking towards January first, and I just think that's a a discredit to Jay Lethal, and I I doubt he's doing it intentionally. I don't think Cody's that type of person, um, but he is doing it, and I'm I'm just really not feeling. How that's taking place right now? Yeah,
2: that's uh, completely understandable, um, and I, I I agree with you. Yeah, there, there hasn't the the build up and the story for that hasn't really seemed to be that it's for the title, or that it is something that uh, that that matters as much as this former. I mean, he's been in what? Four title matches this year, um,
1: probably more than five. That. No, he's had he's had two Ring of Honor title matches. He, he won the NWA New title Japan. and defended it. He's had two New Japan title matches. He's a New Jap- He's still the U.S. champ, isn't he?
2: No, I know, but I'm t- I'm talking like world champ, world, world title.
1: Champions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I
2: think it's only like the fifth one, maybe. Um, but yeah, you, the fifth one, and it's like you said, the last one of the year. It's a It's the first world child title belt he's held, and you would think that, you know, him having his belt a year ago would kind of build more on that, and it hasn't, so yeah, I agree with you 100% on that one.
1: You think Ring of Honor resents uh, the Elite and how they're acting right now?
2: Uh, I don't. Um, yeah, from what it looks like and what it sounds and from what I've been hearing and seeing and watching, uh, it sounds like Ring of Honor is completely supporting them on everything they're doing right now too. So
1: I mean, that's that's good cool to say. I, that's that's a good political stance to say if you're Joe Coff and you come out and you say, "Yeah, I'm I'm just happy for them," and blah blah blah. But they're gonna lose a lot of money. Like no, I I, mean, I really? get I
2: get, but what I yeah, and what I'm and I'm seeing like from what the like the Bucks and Cody and and what they're all saying. Um I mean obviously right, me, me, they don't want to say. Let stay, me put just...
1: it to you like this, alright? I'm 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 the elite. Your ring of honor. Alright? Hey man. I know I'm exclusively uh signed to you. We got this little thing with New Japan, but I want to put on a show in September and I want you to help me but I'm not going to give you really any kind of credit. Like, I need all your backstage stuff. I need you to help me with production. I need talent to come. And I might say thank you in the credits and stuff like that. But this is not a Ring of Honor show. This is a Cody and the Young Bucks show. Cool? Oh, you let me do that. Okay, so now that you let me do that. I'm probably not going to re-sign with you and go start my own company and come first of the year. You're shit out of the look. You're telling me you don't think Ring of Honor has any kind of issue with that?
2: No, nah, I mean, now that you mention it, yeah, they're probably, not, they're, they're probably
1: not happy about that. I mean, I don't know that's how it went, but, I mean, <laughs> let's let us call a spade a spade, man. Like, they no, and I Ring get of that, Honor. but at the
2: same time, when you look at it, Ring of Honor... Though they've been around for a long time and they've had talent that, you know, household names. Of course, they had them before they were household names. um, They're at a completely different level now because of those guys. So if it wasn't for them, they may not be where they're at right now either. Uh, So they've also got to look at it that way.
1: But are they, though, because... I I I I've been watching more Ring of Honor this year than I ever have. We went to a Ring of Honor show in Atlanta. Atlanta is a hotbed for wrestling. We love wrestling in Atlanta, and they were at Center Stage with 500 people. Um, if you watch, like I mentioned earlier, you watch any Ring of Honor pay per view that's not at the Cow Palace or over in Japan or New Japan Ring of Honor co brand. They're, they're not selling a lot of tickets, Marty. They're, It's always a couple hundred people and a couple in the top seats. Like, Has Ring of Honor really gotten bigger because of them? Or do they just have more traction and the people talk about them, but they really don't go see them? And and, and I'm just asking, because like I said, I just started watching Ring of Honor this year. So I don't know how big or how small they were before I started watching. But I went to All In. And then I turn around and I watch the Ring of Honor pay per view right after that, and there's ten percent of the people there. So, I mean, no, that's they- true.
2: But at that that pay per view right after All In, you know, it wasn't a, a packed house, but it there was more than a couple hundred people there. There was a few thousand people there at that show. That was there was a lot of people at that Vegas show uh, for Death Before Dishonor. Um, but and I've been watching Ring of Honor for. I would say consistently for a couple of years now, uh, more so than I did in the past. And I would say that I started watching a little bit before Cody got there. Uh, and we, I've been to a few show, different shows this year. But I would say that the reason I've kept watching or has continued to watch has been because of them. If they weren't on the show, if, if the, take, every guy that's member of the elite, you remove them from the show, I would probably still watch, but probably nowhere near as much. Or would even you know follow along it'd be something more along the lines of what I caught when it was on um i to be honest, I can't say that i if it wasn't for them that I wouldn't have ever gotten a uh r a you know um an r o a subscription Of course if they leave, I will still maintain and keep that but if they if it wasn't for them, I probably would never would have gotten it in the first place,
1: and what you just said. Is the exact reason why I think Ring of Honor probably is not happy about how the elites handled that. Like you just said, you probably won't watch as much once they're gone. You're not just talking about one or two wrestlers. Like you're talking about Cody, the Bucks, Paige, Skrull, uh, Jason. Omega's Omega's New Japan, but he still comes over and and goes back and forth with them. And then you got the other elite guys. So. You got you know, Chase you,
2: Owens. I mean, you you still got yeah, technically you have a, you know Coda who still technically wrestles part as elite with them at times too.
1: So you've got you've got damn near ten people, ten big names that your company is about to lose, and you've done nothing but help them reach all their goals, and now that their goals are reached, they're just about to throw the deuce at you. Like, I don't know, man. I just. If I'm looking at it objectively, because like I said, I'm a fan of the elite. I, I hope this whole thing goes through, but if you look at it objectively, I, I would not fault Ring of Honor one bit if they had issue with what's happening and how this is being handled. Uh,
2: and yet again, you have Cody winning the belt.
1: Well, yeah. Controversy creates cash. Eric Bischoff taught me that. WCW ah, for I'm life.
2: Bischoff, WCW.
1: Um, let's end on a positive note Marty I just read that the man herself her VIP for the Royal Rumble sold out in 90 seconds can you believe that
2: that is ridiculous
1: 90 fucking seconds that's a minute and a half
2: you want to know what's awesome about that? What's that? I got mine.
1: You got VIP to go see that.
2: You know it. The man. Get the fuck.
1: Get out of here.
2: Do you think I? Do you think I wouldn't? Motherfucker, I got no. I got no responsibilities. I got that shit a lock.
1: You son of a bitch. I'll Are you serious? Picture. Right. Are you remember serious? how you sent
2: me a picture of you in Santana? I'll fucking send you a picture on my phone.
1: Payback, some motherfucker. I fucking hate you so much. To be honest with you. <sighs> <laughs> okay,
2: so in all seriousness, no, I didn't get my my VIP pass. Oh man, uh, I'm happy
1: for. I was happy for you. I was about to say that that's as shit that you did do it. That would have been dope. But yeah, man, that ninety ninety ass. seconds. And those things are not not cheap. So, as much as WWE may not want to keep her on top, I don't think they're gonna have a choice, man. Like,
2: dude, they—they don't. That's like, oh, you know what, Steve, you're the biggest thing that's happened to wrestling in twenty years. But we're gonna
1: drop your ass to the back
2: and say we don't care what they Austin tried to. He just it's just the did
1: crazy thing. That's hey, hey Rock! Thing. They tried to we're going to, we're gonna we're
2: gonna unplug you for a little bit because you're no longer going to be electrifying. Guess what? That shit's not going to fly. They've learned it both times. it didn't fly. it didn't go nowhere they 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 have learned from their past that if they were to try to turn her <laughs> down and turn her off. That shit is not going nowhere.
1: wait, wait. Are you saying WWE should have learned from their past? You should take that shit on the road. You should shoot some money at those jokes. You could clean uh, the fuck up. No man, I <laughs> you got me with that one. I wasn't ready for that shit. If I was thinking I'd have spit stuff out everywhere. Um and I'm I don't know, I just I'm trying to be positive about this, but the fact that she sold out Royal Rumble V I P in ninety seconds. Which means the VIP was probably twice as big as it normally is and probably cost more because it's at the Royal Rumble. That is incredible. WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Um No, she said she said Royal Rumble VIP sold out no, 90 seconds She said WrestleMania. Ooh, sir. She said her Royal Rumble VIP. Oh my sold bad. Out
2: 90- Why did I okay, my bad. Why did I see WrestleMania? Son of a bitch. Yep. Damn it! I should have got my ones for Royal Rumble. I thought it was for WrestleMania. Damn it!
1: I I will read it as a matter of fact, verbatim right here. I just they, read it.
2: I I just read it.
1: For the people that didn't,
2: I read was sin- it. Okay. I won't talk I, I will.
1: I'll You're gonna hear me read it. Use the man's voice. They tell me that my Royal Rumble VIP access sold out in 90 seconds. I see and hear you all. All the t-shirts, signs, the posts, the love. The man sees you all. They didn't expect us, but here we are. Bitch. I added the bitch at the end. Because um, she should have. But yeah, I completely agree with man. It's. it's, God, they got to let her keep going. you know what would have been
2: better to finish that off? Is if she would have just finished that with Hey, Ronnie, you still trying to pay people to go see you? And I would just. <laughs> my gosh, and just walked out. <laughs>
1: They gotta, they gotta, they gotta let this take its. When's the last time you had this much fun with something organically in wrestling?
2: Organically, it's been something it's that, been a good minute, dude. It's been yeah. a long time.
1: Something that, like yeah. she said, wasn't supposed to happen, and just came out of nowhere, and fucking here we are. Let's let's go do. You,
2: it. you actually, you know what? I mean, if we're talking new talent. I think the last time new talent has brought it to this level, uh, it probably has to go somewhere along the lines after the Shield uh, turn face. Um, oh, man, that was so yeah, high. They were you, white it, I mean, other people, I would say Jericho. But, he, you know, Jericho has done that for decades. So, right. But to someone new who yeah. did do it for the first time and build that right. hype up and excitement – what, it would have to be The Shield.
1: Man, when they came out, when Triple H was beating the hell out of Daniel Bryan about to take the belt, and that music hit, and they came out and surrounded the ring like, God damn it, I'm getting goosebumps now thinking about it. <laughs> that was
2: Yeah, it, that, that was fantastic.
1: The, the standoff they had with the Wyatts the first time before they actually fought, like, oh my God, I might have to go back and watch that now before I go to bed, and it's 11.30. Um <laughs> uh, <laughs> Marty, this has been a good episode. You got anything you want to say before we get out of here?
2: No, other than the usual, you know, I you know, it's I don't want to sound like it's just something we recite every time, but I can't thank you guys enough, those who listen, those who follow, those who participate in our tweets. You know, I'm on the West Coast, so most of the tweets that I come through are coming from everybody Midwest or East Coast, so those have already started going by the time I get up in the morning, uh, and so come waking up, my my Twitter feed just just completely bulked up with notifications from both us, uh, or from my page and from the Boots to the Face page. You know, seeing that much involvement from everybody who's listening to us or participating. You don't even have, if you're not even like are not listening, but you, you participate in our threads and our questions and, uh, and and interact with us and the people that follow us fantastic man it's humbling because here we are just two guys just talking wrestling i mean people that they don't know our past you know we came together because of another radio show that we listen to on a daily basis that brought us together we had a bond about wrestling and here we are talking about it every week uh so we're just two guys goofing around talking wrestling drinking whiskey and yet everyone else is is you know, participating with us and it's humbling. And it's amazing that that many people from around the country want to interact and reading those tweets and listening to calls. Um, I enjoy it. And so I really, I really do appreciate all that you guys do to be part of our show and how it let us be part of your listen and your wrestling um, experience.
1: And I completely agree. Um, I've said it a couple times already today, so I'm not gonna say it again. And I tweeted it, so fuck off! Y'all want to hear me say that shit again? Uh, <laughs> no, but like like you said, we appreciate it. Uh, at boot to the face on Twitter. At a bearded master on Twitter and Instagram. At Chris Rucker Show on Twitter and Instagram. Prowrestlingtees dot com forward slash boot to the face. That is boot. The number two, The Face, go buy our shit. Get that too sweet NWO-looking boot-to-the-face shirt. I got one coming in the mail. I can't wait for it. Um,
2: I got two coming in the mail. Man, I got got that long sleeve coming in also.
1: Like Marty said, we appreciate it. Hopefully we'll see some of y'all at WrestleMania. Maybe some of you will run into Marty at Royal Rumble. But for Marty Vasquez, I'm Chris Rucker. This has been Boot to the Face, episode number eight, signing off. Peace. Later.